ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. The New York Jets signed veteran free agent Trevor Simeon to their practice squad. The team announced Tuesday the move comes two days after another poor performance by Zach Wilson, who nevertheless received a vote of confidence from coach Robert Sala. ESPN Jets reporter Rich Semini had interesting comments about how the team currently views their head coach. The thing is, he's coming off as a Zach apologist, and that doesn't play well in the locker room. The defense in particular is not happy. This defense knows that if any other player were performing his job the way Wilson is performing his, that player would be benched. Trust me, there's tension in that locker room. Mm, and we know he's dialed in. Meanwhile, former 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick wrote a letter to Jets general manager Joe Douglas that was dated September 21st, asking that the team consider signing him to the practice squad. According to rapper J. Cole, the letter was shared on Cole's Instagram account on Tuesday. In part, it read, worst case scenario, you see what I have to offer and you're not impressed. Best case scenario, you realize you have a real weapon at your disposal in the event you ever need to use it. Stephen A., uh, what's your reaction? Sadness. Because it ain't going to happen. See, we have to stop all of this noise, and we have to address it with the realness that it deserves. Colin Kaepernick, I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see him back in the National Football League. I believe he deserves an opportunity to be back in the National Football League. I believe that he was blackballed. I believe he was blackballed unfairly. I think it's a damn disgrace and a crime that he has been kept out of the National Football League this long. But where I've taken heat, and I will always take heat for this, because I will never, ever, ever change my position on this, is that in the end, not 2016 to 2019, but in the end, As of November 2019, when he had that tryout that the NFL organized and he elected not to show up and instead had that at a high school, an hour and 20 minutes away, Swagoo, Mad Dog Russo, Molly, I said on first take the next morning, it is over. He's done. And I stand by that. And to this day, I have not been proven wrong. Now, Molly, y'all could put up the timeline of the events that involved Colin Kaepernick from the time of 2016 to now. Sits during the national anthem to protest racial inequality, which we all applaud him for. Begins kneeling to the protest, which was perfectly within his right. Kneeling during the national anthem. He is an American citizen. He did not. He exercises constitutional rights. Not to mention the fact that he was in violation of no NFL bylaws whatsoever. He should have never been punished for it at all. Unsigned, he files grievance against the National Football League. He's alleging collusion. They settled two years later, nearly two years later, in February of 2019. All of that totally in Colin Kaepernick's favor. 
Here's where things went south for good, as far as I'm concerned. November 12th, 2019, NFL arranges the workout for him at the Falcons facility. He moves it to a high school and lets them know literally about a couple of hours earlier. From that moment forward, it was over. Now, let me pre- let me break this down to y'all. Swagoo, Mad Dog Russo, in November of 2019, when Colin Kaepernick refused to show up. Now, mind you, let's keep this in mind. Most people don't sue their former employer and then turn around and try to go back to work for them. That doesn't happen. But Roger Goodell, NFL League office, in concert with Jay-Z and others, essentially assembled this, organized it because the individual teams were scared that if they didn't pick him, they would get accused of racism or whatever it was that they were fearful of. Those were the things that I heard. So they didn't want to take on the individual responsibility as a team, which was why the league, for the first time in league history, organized the workout. All right. Tried to get him to sign a waiver. He said it's not the typical waiver of player signs. They said, of course it isn't, because we've never, usually a team does that. But it's the first time in league history the league is organizing it. And we have to protect ourselves from you because you just sued us, okay? But having said all of that, we go to 2019. Here's what I have a list for you, Swagoo. These are backup quarterbacks that played at one point or another the same season that Colin Kaepernick was trying to come back in November 2019 when he didn't show up for the workout. Brandon Allen, three starts for Denver. Jeff Driscoll, three starts for Detroit. Matt Moore, two starts for Kansas City. Chase Daniels, one start for Chicago. Brian Hoyer, one start for Indiana, Indianapolis. Sean Marion, Mannion, I'm sorry, one start for Minnesota. Colt McCoy. One start for Washington. A.J. McCarron, one start for Houston. Colin Kaepernick, a, a guy that took the team to the Super Bowl in the San Francisco 49ers. You trying to tell me Colin Kaepernick couldn't play? Of course he could play. Of course he could have been on a roster. All he had to do was show up. And I personally was told at that time, if the brother showed up to the workout because of public pressure being brought down upon the league and the fact that we were all watching He would have had to throw the football in the stands to not have a job in two weeks. That was a quote that I received, doggy. He would have had to throw it into the stands to not receive a job. But he didn't show up. And now we fast forward to 2023. January 1st will mark seven years that Colin Kaepernick hasn't been in the league. And in the year 2023, on opening day just a few weeks ago, the NFL started 14 black quarterbacks. Seven of the top 11 paid quarterbacks in the National Football League are black. Those owners are going to use that as an excuse to point to, ain't about racism. We don't want to hear that. It's about the attention that you brought to our brand that we believe compromises the bottom line. And no matter how wrong they may be, the public evidently sides with them Because the ratings have gone where, fellas? The money has gone where, fellas? Their coffers, has it dwindled? Has it diminished? Has it shrunk? No. Just like I told y'all in February of 2019, I'm sorry, November of 2019, I said when he didn't show up for that workout, it's over. And that's where we are today. I hope I'm wrong. 
I would not, nothing would make me happier if I turned on the TV, if I had to come on TV tomorrow, rather. Yeah. And they said everything's changed. But I doubt it. Yeah. Just in fairness of, of Colin, he's just asking to lead the practice squad. Yeah, I got, an e- I got an easy answer. The Jet fans are so desperate right now, they like Al Woodall back. Why not? They got nothing to lose. Why not? I, I mean, he's a great athlete. He, as you said, yes. he played in the Super Bowl. I the defense would years. get a shot at a versatile uh, quarterback. I, uh, would there be a bit of a distraction element? You know, media and everything else? All right, but we've killed Zach Wilson forever. Mm-hmm. Nobody believes in Simeon. We got Joe Willie up there telling everybody to get rid of him. It's disgusting. You got Kaepernick who wants to play. You know what? The Jet fan is so desperate. Yeah. They'd have me play. Yeah, try somebody else. So why not? I don't know. What, 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 put him on a practice yeah. squad. You got nothing to lose. Yeah. So I would go on that <laughs> angle. Man, though, you got a point. And, Stephen A., you, you, you make a great point. And, obviously, all the elements of this doesn't agree. But it's two factors that, that always come into this conversation when Colin Kaepernick comes up. There's the emotional side of it, and there's the reality side. And as, a, as black men and black people, we get heat as analysts when we talk about the reality side of it, what Stephen A. is talking about. Like, when it came to the workout, there were elements of the workout that the NFL put together that we, it was a show for the NFL. It was a time when a lot of social injustice was going on and people were talking about it. And that opportunity for Colin Kaepernick arose and he didn't feel like that that was a legit opportunity. Now, whether he felt like that or not, he decided to do something different. And I think Stephen A is dealing in the reality that that probably cost him an opportunity to play. But the emotional side of it is why can't we agree on terms that are agreeable for both sides and both parties if we legitimately trying to make this relationship work? And then the letter comes to, that, that we get to the New York Jets. I'll say this. First of all, the letter is to the wrong person, right? The letter got to go to Woody Johnson because Joe Douglas can't make that decision. Just like we're talking about Robert Salah, I can't speak on yeah, behalf. Like that, that is Woody Johnson's call. I don't know if that call is going to gonna get made because as much as we, we, we always throw this overall arching NFL, it's the owner's. The owners decide if Colin Kaepernick comes back and plays exactly. football or not. It ain't GMs. It ain't coaches. It ain't team personnel. And I think – and Stephen A. always alludes to this because he knows in our community we get killed when we say Colin Kaepernick ain't going to get a job again because they think from the emotional standpoint that we saying he shouldn't or exactly. he shouldn't be able to get in the league. The reality is – we want Colin Kaepernick. We've said it on this show. We've said it on other shows. People have said he deserves an opportunity to play in the NFL. If this was about football, Colin Kaepernick would be starting for somebody. I ain't even talking about a backup. If it was about the talent and the ability to play the position at a very high level, he would be starting for a team. With all of the bad quarterback that we play, we've seen from starters in the past seven years, Kyler Kaepernick should have been a quarterback a long time ago in the NFL. But here's the reality, and this is the reality that I, I'm, I'm because I get I get real emotional about this because because we get killed, black analysts and black guys that talk about this Every situation. Day. I'm going to get if killed today. It's not agreeable with our community. We get killed by it. At the same time. We are talking to people in the NFL that are telling us things that don't go along with the emotional feeling that we want to have from Colin Kaepernick and where we think he should be. Let me say this again. Colin Kaepernick should be in the NFL. His talent and his ability 
lends itself to being a quarterback in the National Football League. 32 owners don't want Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. That's what it boils down to because there is no other thing you can point to. Brad Flores had a, a, a lawsuit against an owner in the NFL and an organization, and he coaching right now as the defense coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. The 32 owners. So the energy that we get for saying what is in reality happening should be directed towards the guys that well, are actually in a position well, to make that decision. Let, yes, let me, Colin Kaepernick should be back in the league. Let, let, let me piggyback off of that, Marcus. I would remind everybody that it's nice to see Brian Flores back in the league. The biggest reason he's back in the league is because Mike Tomlin, a brother, yep. hired him. Because there were question marks as to whether or not anybody else would because of his defiant positions against the National Football League and in particular the owner for the Miami Dolphins. Okay, people talk about collusion. You don't have to collude to make certain decisions. If you are a white billionaire, chances are you don't particularly care about the quote-unquote black plight. And as a result of that, it's widely and universally understood amongst your cadre of individuals that there's certain things that we don't want to deal with. We also know that there are people who have been pushed out of this league who still had skills for lesser yep. reasons. Colin Kaepernick was courageous. He took a stance for us, black and brown people everywhere, okay? He took that position, and I applaud him for it. I'm thankful to him for it. There are play- players who happen to be black that got pushed out of the league because they were considered cancerous to the locker room. Nobody wanted them anymore, but they could still ball. But because they were considered cancerous to the locker room, mm-hmm. that was an excuse. So imagine if an owner who, if you remember Swaggoo and Doggy, years ago they talked about how the owners made about $246 million apiece offered off of the television rights deal. But they had calculated that Colin Kaepernick might have cost them about 10 to 15 extra million dollars. And they were ticked off about that, even though they made $246 million. Yep. A piece. So if we understand that reality, this is what Swaggoo is talking about, Doggy and Molly, as black men. We're sitting up there and we're saying, yo, it's wrong. It ain't right. He's been blackballed unfairly. This is some BS. It's nonsense. And then you had the former president hijacking it, trying to make it into a political issue for his own gain. But in the end, it didn't escape the reality, the truth that was coming down the pike is that if he didn't show up to that workout, it was a wrap. Yep. And that's what happened. We have to leave it there. Just At like the end of the day, the Jets have happen. a depth chart issue. Let's see if he said, I'd in. love to be a part of the practice squad, and he'd still like to play. Colin and it is what it is. And the full, the full letter let my, is online. Let, let Dougie say. Let Dougie have something to say. Go ahead, Dougie. Go ahead, Dougie. Go ahead. They've been telling me to wrap Well, the one thing that's interesting about Flores, to be fair, he benched twice Tua. McDaniels comes in. He's got two of playing like Marino. Like Marino. Yep. Be fair, Flores that did an atrocious fair. job. Atrocious yeah, job with the Dolphin offense. I don't think it was about – I wasn't referencing the job he well, did. I'm talking about the no, issues he got blackboard. I buy that. We want to talk, yeah, talk about the job. We want to talk about the job. better than he is. Yeah. Yeah. Ross made the right call. So far, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, I don't care. Be fair. Mad Dog, I don't care if you're black or white. You losing games, you're going to get fired. And he hit it. And he benched Tua. Yeah, that don't matter. What I'm talking about is what he was asked to do is what's his issue what his issue was to put Miami in a position 
to draft and have more capital. If that's that happened, that has it, not been proven. I, I know it's not been proven, break, but what I'm saying break, is he ain't there because yep. of that. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code FIRSTTAKE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. For New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. For Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. For Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. For Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. For Puerto Rico, call one 800 981 0023. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You asked Suarez for four outs. Yeah. Hater could have been that guy against the lefty there. Is that just him going three outs? It's what we're doing right now. Yeah. And why is that? It's because the way we've handled it here. Is there, is there any discussion with them? Is there any thought? We, we talk to him some, yeah. Uh, let me, can I explain this? Yeah, go ahead. You ready for this? Well, glue this would bother you. The other night, Hader is a left-hand reliever. He's very good, okay? He won't, doesn't want to pitch the eighth inning in spots, only the ninth inning. So the Padres lead the Giants 1-0, bottom of the eighth, and they have to bring a righty in to pitch to a lefty. He gets the base hit in the left field. Giants win the game 2-1. to one. Padres are mathematically still alive. You just saw Bob Melvin. I was going to use this as a what I'm mad about, but it's a little too complicated. I saw Melvin. who said, an honorable hey. mention. I said, so what do you want me to do? He don't want to come in in the eighth inning. And so after the game, Hader, who's a free agent lefty reliever, tweets, well, you know the situation. The game didn't mean anything. Oh, hold on. This is Major League Baseball. You got 25,000 who paid money to go to the ball game. You got people who are watching in San Diego. You're a professional athlete. If the manager needs you to come in in the bottom of the eighth inning to protect the one nothing they were two out, and you got to pitch the ninth, so be it. Go in. You come in and you pitch the ball game. You can't have the players make those decisions. And Melvin, you saw Melvin. What's he supposed to do? Because if he pitches, he brings him in, and the hater goes crazy. Melvin gets killed. Mm. Hey, we've talked to him. He don't want to pitch. That is, that drives me crazy. That's bad. That's if bad, a man, coach bro. tells you, Marcus, I know you don't want to be on uh, field goal block team, I got to have you. Need- but I'm not going in. I kill you. Yep. Yep. Throw me crazy. Well, That's can, number can, four. Can, can, yes. Sorry. I need to say something very important here. It's going to make people uncomfortable, but I don't give a damn. You see, doggy, this is why I love you. <clears throat> because Swagoo, and I'm being very, very serious here. Swagoo, Molly, this is doggy all the time. No matter who it is. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate. Doggy, what Swagoo and I would point to. Piggybacking off the Colin Kaepernick discussion. If Hader was black. And he did that. 
You have no idea. <laughs> no idea. What, what? I mean, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. That is what drives us crazy. So yeah. we're looking at you today and we're grateful because what I'm saying to you is that you're pointing to you play for somebody. You get a check. There's 25,000 people in the fan. Do your yeah. damn job. And there's a lot of your contemporaries who, by the way, in all fairness, who are white, who would do the same thing as you do. But you're just you're just somebody that's a model of consistency as it pertains to who you are. But a lot of people, if that player were black and did that, that play. Oh, my God. Especially in Major League Baseball. How they would have been treated. I, I don't know if he'd be in uniform today. I don't know. I don't know. The treatment of inconsistency is what drives us crazy. So I just want to thank you. I just want to take a moment to thank you, doggy, for your position, because I know you're that way no matter what. Just be consistent. Yep. That's it. Be I consistent. Okay. Yeah. Came up with a weird one. Hater. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. You make Ezekiel Elliott wants to thank Bill Belichick. Uh, he's looking forward to his Dallas return when the Patriots head to Jerry's World to face the Cowboys this Sunday. The Pats coming off a 15-10 to 10 win over the Jets in Week 3. They hope to pummel on the Cowboys, who took a shocking 28-16 to 16 loss to the Cards last week. All right, First Take fam, we want you to weigh in on this. The QR code's going to pop up momentarily, so you can answer the question that I'm going to ask Stephen A. S.A., are the Cowboys on upset alert versus the Patriots this weekend? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not sold. you got to be able to score. Um, and I think the Patriots just have a problem with that. I mean, I guess they could be. I'm just not – I'm not there. I don't believe – if the Cowboys had beaten Arizona last weekend, I, maybe I'd feel differently. But the fact that they already have that loss, I think that they're going to be on high alert, and I think they're going to be ready for this game. And I think in order to beat the Cowboys in a game like this, despite how much I respect New England's defense, I think in order to beat the Cowboys in a game like this, you're going to have to put up about 25 points. And I don't see the Patriots doing that against this Cowboys defense. I agree with Stephen A. 100 percent. 1,000 percent. He nailed it. And I think the fact they lost last week, Swagood, Arizona, makes them more attentive to make sure it doesn't happen again. So he's 100 percent right. I, I agree with the, with the mental standpoint of it. I'm concerned about these three offensive linemen. They got to be back because that front seven from New England can give you some problems now. And that, I'm talking about football. I don't, I don't talk about the response to a loss or nothing like that. Zach Martin not being available and Tyron Smith not being available and uh, by the the center not being available is a big deal against the New England Patriots. The strength of this football team is their defensive line with Matthew Judon. And if you don't have those guys, it just gets a little bit harder. Not saying they can't win the game, but from a football standpoint, that is, that is a big issue going into this game against New England. Dallas is favored by seven. I would lay the seven. I yeah. would take Dallas. I think they win the game, but – I, the three offensive linemen bother me in this one. Would you lay seven? Yeah, I'll lay seven. You would lay the yeah, seven. I think they'll be explosive you, enough. Defensively is where I think Dallas is going to bother back it. in. You think stop the boys it. Good. He only asking you because he's trying to figure out what he's going to bet on this week. That's what <laughs> he's he doing call, when he's eating what, his gummies. His when he's eating his Fat gummies. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what he's doing right there. He, Mad Dog like, setting the stage. Mad Dog like this. He's taking notes and stuff like that. Got his gummies. Let me figure out what I'm going to do here. What am I going to bet on this week? Oh, he's slick. Oh, he's slick. And I, had a, a, I had a couple losses last week that even Gummyville <laughs> did not prevent the pressure. <laughs>
You just, you just love the, you love the high of the chase. What is it? Oh, the, the Notre betting. Dame, the Notre Dame one was an Holy. absolute killer. Um, yes. I had him with Texas. How long have you been betting on sports for, Mad Dog? I'm sorry. How long have you been betting on sports for? I'm 64. About 50 years. 50. No, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Not crazy. A couple of nickels here and there. A couple of quarters here and there. I don't make a lot of money. Hey, I, I used, make sure. Hey, I hey just, Mad Dog. Yeah. Hey, Mad Dog. I used to jump the fence at Belmont Park and bet on the horse races. Did when you I was really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I used to in nineteen seventy three he bet against Secretary at Belmont. Only Stephen No, I a did would not. I was only six at the time. <laughs> I was only six at the time. I didn't start doing that until <laughs> I was about I, I was I was about thirteen. It was about nineteen eighty, eighty one when I started doing that. But All I was right. jumping the fences for about five years. That's the greatest. What like about 20, 10 miles, Secretariat? And Stephen went, went with the second place horse. Let me be Stephen. <laughs> anyway, you make it. All right. So we asked our fans at home what they think. 57% saying that the Cowboys should be on mm. upset alert. Wow. Surprise. Bill Belichick. This he always my, has stuff up his sleeve. You never know with that man. Here. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Hey, do me a favor. Yeah. Tell me why you're mad. Oh, I got a lot of people. <laughs> Tell me all about it. You know I want to hear you want? everything. Here, here we go. Let's go. All right, here we go. I'm a bad so you can have Look, it, I can't even see this is Steven, he's got I'm right here, baby. Okay. I'm right here, baby. <laughs> so what do, I do? There. what do I do on Sunday? Rainy day. I had a lousy golf game. I blew a big match. I three-putted greens all over the place in the back nine. So what do I do? I play an over-double, which means I play the over of the Bears-Chiefs. It was 48 and a half. Bears score a touchdown late. 41-10, yeah. I get that. And I played it with the Raiders. The fat guy in Rapid got it in. The Raider over against Pittsburgh. That was 43 and a half. So imagine my chagrin when at the end of this game, it's 23-15. Do the math, Steve. Chagrin. That's 38. Okay? I need a touchdown. Need not a safety. Goal. Not a field goal. I need the ball. In the end zone. Yes, Josh. So it's fourth and four at the eight-yard line. Okay? Fourth and four at the eight. The Pittsburgh eight. With two and a half to go. So what does McDaniel do? He kicks the field goal. That's what he does. Because he thinks he's going to get the ball back. It's the dumb. Forget my bet. That is the dumbest thing in the world. 23-18 doesn't help you there. You still got to get the ball back. 
tied. And if you don't get it, at the very worst, you leave them at the eight. You leave Pittsburgh at the eight. Instead, you kick the field goal, go to the end zone, and Pittsburgh starts their next drive at the 25, and 23-18 is the final. And you know what? 23 plus 18 is 41. 43 and a half. Is that over or is that an under? <laughs> that is an under. I lost money. The Wizards last week with McVay and Stevie A up to his own tricks again. He called the Raiders. Go under conservative in this game. And I lose more money. Number one. I didn't have to call Josh McDaniel. Yes, you did. I, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, Dougie. Because he has oh, proven that he is chagrin. an offensive coordinator. He has no business being the head coach. Look at his record I mean, as a head terrible. coach. That's what it is. I'm not surprised that he made that decision. Didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> that was awful. You understand me? Yeah. I just want to see this. Other version. Number two. Mad Dog. Number two. Number two. You know, this is almost funny, but I have fun with it. How about Damian Lillard all of a sudden? Yeah. I got to get out of Portland. After he was pretty good about staying there forever, he thought he was going to go to Miami. He thought he was going to go to Boston. Hey, you never know. Maybe I'll end up in Philly. Maybe the Warriors will call me. It seems like the leader in the clubhouse is Toronto. (laughs) The Raptors. Knows that they care about the Maple Leafs. Nobody cares about that, and they lost Van Fleet. So here it is: Lillard leaves a one-sport town in Portland, and he might end up in Toronto, and they might trade the the whole team to Portland to get him. And then he's going to be sitting there on a 30-win team in Portland, freezing his fanny off in January, wondering why he didn't want to leave the Pacific Northwest. That is more funny than man, but what the hell? I'll play the man angle now. Damian Lillard, number two. Wait, I got to pause on this. Forget the basketball perspective. Toronto's a great city. You freeze! It's a great city. Very international. I enjoy Toronto very much. The Leafs! It's a fat. Hold on, hold on. It's a fabulous city, it's sensational city. city, I might add. Yeah, it's very clean. I will clean. tell you this. It's cold in the wintertime, but it's beautiful throughout the year. The other thing is this. Don't believe that report. That might be Portland wanting him to go there or willing to move him there. Damian Lillard don't want to go to Toronto. Damian Lillard wants to go to Miami. He might be willing to settle for somebody like Philly or Boston. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But he ain't trying to go to no damn Toronto. Don't believe it. All right, you ready to care about the leaks? Number three. No, I'm not ready. You ready for this? I courted my lovely wife for a long time. The last thing that I did when I courted at the time Jean Lavelle was take her to see mom and dad five minutes into the relationship. <laughs> hey, my name is Chris. You want to hang out? Sure, I'll hang out. Well, why don't you come to my football game on Sunday afternoon and sit with my old lady in the bar? This Travis Kelsey thing was freaking, I can't take it. I'm enough already. All Fox cared about on Sunday was showing Taylor in the booth banging on the wall, and the mother was all annoyed if you saw it there properly. Oh my God, I can look at this. That mother didn't want her in there. She wants to enjoy her son. And who takes their girlfriend two minutes into a relationship 
isn't mommy and daddy. Nobody does that. That's me. I mean, I didn't even got a show of walking out. And now all of a sudden, she's a big Kansas City Chief fan. She's never heard of letting go. Wait, hold on. Oh, my Time God. out. Time out. Maybe we don't know the whole story. Maybe they've been dating for a long time. Oh, they haven't been Maybe dating. this isn't a first date. Oh, my God. No, Man, this is ridiculous. This is a prom date. This is not a date date. This is a promotion the next album. I can't believe it. I don't know for Travis Kelsey. How many commercials? <laughs> so I got to see Travis Kelsey in. Red Kings, football, eating steaks. I'm a sick of Travis Kelsey. Drop a couple of passes, please. Oh, Enough man. of that relationship. I'm an old man. I get you. I get off my lawn. I get it. Let me watch the football. <laughs> Number three. Mad dog. What's your wife's name again? Jeannie. Jean. What you call this? Jean LaBelle? Jean LaBelle. Jean LaBelle. Her maiden name. How'd you guys meet? On a plane. Oh, you met on the plane? Yes, we did. Okay. Man, though, how long, how long was it before you introduced her to your family? I'm sorry? How long was it before you introduced her to your family? They had a lot of trouble. About 10 months. Long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> she still has never met my mother in 26 years. <laughs> What is wrong with 28. you? Did you hold on, Marcus? Come here. Come here. Hold up. Hold up. Real talk. Were you like, oh, it's kind of, wow, she met the mom soon? Were you thinking that? It was when a she was up quick. in the boot, you thought it was a little soon? Yeah. I, but to your point, yeah. I don't know how long yeah. they've really been talking, but that was Were you fast. impressed by what a fan she was, though? Like how enthused it, it, it felt fake to me. Oh, no, he agrees with me. You're looking to get me in trouble. I, and he I'm agrees. not trying to get anyone he in trouble. Agrees. I'm, just, I'm asking follow-ups because I'm intrigued from a male perspective. I don't know. I'm is that it? I don't know how long they've been taking it? it, but it did feel like it was extra. Is that your last one? Yeah, that's the last oh, one. Yeah. All right. An honorable yeah. mention, I got to throw myself on the sword. Should An honorable mention should have been me and that choke job I did with my pitch at Yankee Stadium. I, I was going br- to bring that up, Steve. I was going to bring that up. But you and I chatted about this. That was an utter freaking disgrace. <laughs> For you to throw that ball with the Jeter jer- jersey on. <laughs> And you, uh, well, I was trying to throw a change up. No, you weren't, Steve. Vladimir <laughs> <laughs> you Guerrero was swinging it. Vladimir Guerrero was swinging it. And you bounced it. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. Oh, here we go. He would have swung it. He would have swung it. Oh, my God. That is so bad. Oh, my God. That is ugly. What's horrible? I got a legit question. Legit question, S.A. Yeah. Were you worried about, like, throwing your shoulder or arm out or something? You know what it is? I'm, I, I, listen, he I ain't going to lie. First of all, it was a choke job. It was a total choke job on my part, number one. But I got to tell you, I'm practicing right in front of the Yankee dugout. I got on the Jesus, Jeter jersey. Jeter's giving me encouragement the whole bit. And I'm throwing strikes from 60 feet, 6 inches. I walk up to that man, and I look back. I said, oh, my God, what am I It looked I like you was a mile away. What am I? It looked like I was a mile away. And then not only that. I had on Christian Louboutin sneakers, yeah, that the red the bottoms that Molly's always teasing me about. So I, st- I, I, I step on the dirt, I step on the dirt, and I'm slipping. And all I could think about was this: I don't care how bad this bitch looks. I am not busting my ass on that. Would have been worse. That would have been, been, been worse. That would have been worse. That would have been worse. And I, yeah. I made. I, yeah. And I, I tried my best, but I didn't prepare. And 
I embarrassed myself. Well, it was I got piss poor. It was piss poor. It was. Yeah. I got. I got the outfit. It wasn't as bad as Fifty Cent and Snoop Dogg. The, the, the scream I scrumped when I saw. It wasn't bad. Remember that about them? But it was. It was bad. It wasn't the worst ever. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, listen, you can't, you, you just can't do that. You had the right line. <laughs> with the number two, and he walks out there with that cocky attitude. Are you and ready for this? Bounces one. Are, are you, re- oh are you ready for God. this? Yes. Are you ready for this? Yes, he, I am. He reached out to me and said the same damn thing. And as a result, he said, you're going to get your behind right back out there, and you're going to make do up for again. this with oh. my name. He said, you're going to do it. Jeter. Oh, so you're gonna make up really? This. How about he said, you're going to make up. I don't know said, if that's a good idea. I, I don't watch. I, watch. No, I don't think. Watch. On. Why do it watch. again, Steve? I'm going to have cleats on this time. Yeah. No, I'm going to have cleats on. No, no. What is the upside there? Hey, you need to go out there. You need that's to go out there. That's too risky. Call Fat Winning. Rob. It's a little it's about too risky. Risk. Well, take it's about risk. It's about risk. It's about risk. He needs to go out there. Plus 450 if he hits the I can't believe you're mad about Travis and Taylor. They found love. Go out like Richard Pryor and Brewster's million. Yeah. Introduced her to the mom. Are you nuts? You can't believe that. Found love after five minutes. Please. Stephen A. Stephen A. Go out there like Richard Pryor, Bruce's man. Oh, my God. Put the whole uniform on. You know what they found? Let's oh promote, get some publicity. Oh That's what they found. It was fun. <laughs> you dropping the album, man, dog? That's what somebody told me. Bro, she just made $5 billion. Uh, well, It I might be real. Oh, who they you guys are so yes. jaded. I hope that Gardner, although he's been awful, I hope that Sauce Gardner, I hope Kelsey does not catch a pass this week and drops 20 of them. Because then I want to hear about Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's nuts. Go to the bumps, please. Let's just go to the bumps. I'll see you later. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Baltimore Orioles Hall of Fame third baseman Brooks Robinson, one of the most beloved and accomplished athletes in Baltimore history, died yesterday at the age of 86. The Orioles held a moment of silence before their game against the Washington Nationals, and the teams lined up outside their dugouts to pay their respects before the game. Fans gathered around the nine-foot bronze statue of Robinson inside Camden Yards. Mad Dog, what will you remember most about Brooks? Well, first off, if you think about Baltimore sports, you think Unitas mm-hmm. and you think Brooks Robinson. I, mean, I can't say it any better than that. Unitas, the greatest quarterback maybe of all time. I know people don't think that now, but that kind of player. Yep. And he got to Baltimore in 1955. And remember, Baltimore came from St. Louis where they played with the Browns. So he was essentially there for the 20-year period. And he's the greatest defensive third baseman in the history of Major League Baseball. I don't want to hear about Arenado. I don't want to hear about Schmidt, who I love. He is the best defensive third baseman in the history of baseball. He was the unbelievable in the 70 World Series. We'll show you a play here against the Reds on a Lee May ground ball by the bag. He makes an incredible play. There's Jim Palmer. This is in Riverfront Stadium. There's a ball behind the bag. Look at Brooks here. I mean, that is that's his World Series. And that's Powell at first base. They, he was the MVP of that World Series. Uh, there's Lee May, a uh, big power hit in first base. When he was the MVP of that World Series, he had nine hits. He also was the MVP of the 1964 American League. He had a great year. 
Uh, he hit the first home run against the Dodgers in the 66 World Series. He was on two championship teams. I mean, this is a, and a great guy. This is a, from Little Rock, Arkansas, never heard of fly, a great guy. And he played 25 years, came up when he was 15 years of age. I don't go too crazy, but all you need to know, he's got 2,800 career hits. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Outside of United, he's Mr. Baltimore, and he's the greatest defensive third baseman in the history of Major League Baseball. Uh, I grew that's, up. That, that's pretty good. Go ahead, I, I'm sorry. I grew up, my, father, my father, God rest his soul, was the greatest baseball mind I've ever known. Uh, he lived, eat, and breathed baseball. Um, and it was always all things Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. There were rare exceptions. Brooks Robinson was one of them. My father said he was the greatest third baseman who ever lived. 16 consecutive gold gloves, if I remember correctly. Obviously, we've got updates at 18-time All-Star. Um, without question, universally recognized as one of the greatest infielders the game has ever seen. And, and in most people, if not everyone's eyes, the greatest third baseman. Uh, who ever lived. And so that's what you remember about him, his greatness. And it's apropos. It's sad that he's gone, um, obviously uh, gone, but not forgotten. But it, it's it's happened in a year where the Baltimore Orioles are in first place and they're making a run. And, Doggy, I just said this the other day to Buster Olney. They're my pick to represent the American I League think it's very good. I, I, think I, that, think, I think that the Baltimore Orioles are going to go to the World Series this I year. I think that's excellent. Nice. That's it would excellent. have been nice if he was around to to, to see it, mm-hmm. um, but at the time that they get their 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 the attention towards the Baltimore Orioles is heightened. Um, it just seems apropos that if he was going to leave us, it would be on a day like today because while we're celebrating the Orioles, we're celebrating one of their all-time greats. Now you could put Ripken ahead of him because of the consecutive games, and he's a great player. Yes, I actually think Brooks is better than. Uh, in Baltimore sports lexicon, I yep. think he's bigger. Right. And Steve did a great job because he did win 16 gold gloves, and only Greg Maddox has won more at 18. And I had forgotten to mention that, Stevie, right on top of it. And his father was a great Yankee fan, and the Orioles used to kill the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> when Steve was growing up, they, they were good, yeah. and they killed them. And so he would understand that very well. All the time. All the time. Brooks Robinson was 86. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Devontae Adams keeps putting up elite receiver numbers, but the Raiders continue to struggle. Las Vegas is 1-2 on the season. Their sole win, a one-point victory against the Broncos, and have lacked identity in Josh McDaniel's second year as head coach. Adams says he doesn't have time for all that. I don't got time to wait around, you know, and it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me. But, I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish identity and, we, uh, we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture um, early in the season. So we got to do something to, to turn that around. SA, talk to me. Devontae Adams is one of the elite receivers in the game. We all know it. And what, he's did, what he did right there was remind the world, yo, I'm, I'm available. Please come get me. Come rescue me from this nonsense because I don't want to be here. He's playing for a coach in Josh McDaniels 
two years in Denver, and now his second year in, in, in Las Vegas. The man is 18 and 30 as a coach. He's just does, he just doesn't appear to be a damn good head coach. Maybe things would change. He's got Jimmy Garoppolo. Before that, he had Derek Carr. Remember, Devontae Adams came to Vegas because he wanted to play with his best friend, which is Derek Carr, his former college teammate. And that got, you know, kiboshed. And now here he is with Jimmy Garoppolo. And listen to what he said, guys. We don't seem to be doing the right things. He wants out. He, he, left, Aaron, he left Aaron Rodgers to play with Derek Carr, and then who knows? I mean, that was the dumbest thing in the world. You don't can't leave that. Aaron Rodgers. Dog, don't do that. No, he should never have left. He didn't know Aaron Rodgers was going to be there, bro. Well, then he got love, and love's hey. good, too. Love's better than a quarterback. Hey, well, take the dummy and relax. Let's yeah. flashback <laughs> to Wednesday. Oh, God, here we go. Flashback. That's it. It was a good time. <laughs> Tell everyone what you told us this morning, what you're doing this Here's what I'm doing this weekend. I'll get a run in. I'll take the two dogs, Bo and Riley, for a walk. I'll make an early cocktail. Cut a gummy in half. I'll cut a gummy in half at about 325. When I'm sauced, put 10 dimes on Colorado and Dion. Cocktail. I'll have the other half a gummy. Okay. You're just going to hang out by yourself and do all this. I'm an only child. I'm, I, I'm my favorite couple. You legitimately just became my favorite person. <laughs> I got Okay. Now, let's do a couple things. <laughs> I didn't know. Well, first of yeah, all, I yeah. was delayed with the gummy because I took my mother to her bridge date and it was lousy weather, so I had a driver, so I can't oh. do the gummy then. So I was delayed. So the gummy came a little later in the afternoon. You could just Uber her to your bridge I didn't game. want to do that. She's right. 80 years and 89. Okay. And the second no, thing is, Uber with I her. did not bet Colorado. Fat Rob and, and Rapid told us, let's play the over. It was 71 and a half. Do the math, Marcus. 42 to 6 is how much? 48. 42 to 6 is 48. And is that over or under 71 and a half? Under. So the gummy at 330 for points didn't work. So then I took a gummy later on. Oh, what? 6.30. Oh, yeah, two points. <laughs> I took one later. And I what did I do later? I had Notre Dame. Two big ones. I had Notre Dame on a parlay. I was oh, talking about this. Yeah, buddy. So I had Notre Dame. All they can do is win the game. And what happens? They got 10 men on the field in the last two plays. Man, and Ohio State wins the game. 20-7 was it? 17-14. So I had the one gummy early, buried with the over with Colorado. The second gummy later on, buried with the Irish. I went to bed. These are happy gummies, not the depressing gummies. I went to bed at the end. I was, I was I couldn't sleep for four or five hours because I lost a fortune. Because the guy in L.A. tells me the amount to bet every week. And I don't make his money. And it's obviously a situation where it's a tricky spot. You're I just, full I just have, as I usual. Just, I just have one question. What's that? You said it's a, a jubilant gummy or excited gummy or whatever. Yeah, there's two forms. You sure? You sure? You sure there's not, the a me- uh, not a mellow one? There is a mellow one. Mellow there is. One. I don't want to take the mellow one. I want to be happy. So I take the, I take the one that, that makes me happy. Ain't that the one you're using? Ain't that the one yeah. you're using, the well, mellow I, one? Yeah, no, I don't use the mellow one. I use the happy one for crying out loud. You get them two little containers there. I take the happy one, little cherry one. Swagoo knows what I'm asking. Swagoo right. knows what I'm asking. Yeah, I got a funny feeling that Mr. Sp- Mr. Spagoo over there takes a few gummies every now and then as well. I do not. Be honest. I do not. Be honest. I don't. I don't. But sound like I should. By the way, one last note. Can we say on your one last thing? Level. Sammy is getting married this weekend. Sam Tanucci. Getting married, Sammy. There we go. Yes, sir. That's one of the producers on first Big weekend, Sam. Tell the people who it is. 
Rachel, Somebody else gonna be Rachel, taking the gun. Rachel, Rachel, Sam, let's go. Congrats, Sam.